0: for joining us as we hear an anointed word from the Treasure Coast Victory Center. Let's start by praying. They'll do us all good. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Father God, we thank you this evening that you are our Heavenly Father. Jesus is our Savior and the Holy Spirit is our guide and our comforter, the one who leads guides us into all truth. We yield ourselves to you right now. We realize it is not by our might nor by our power, but it is by your Spirit. And we make ourselves available this evening for the Spirit of God to speak to us individually, as he is very capable of doing. We receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon all of our lives here this evening to make us of a quick understanding and that we will be ready and receptive to receive the word of the Lord. And we thank you for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to... uh, start by making some remarks <laughs> in reference to previous meetings, probably mostly everyone that's in here has been to before, because I'm referring to some Sunday morning meetings and some Wednesday night eve- meetings, and specifically what was said and addressed in those meetings. Now, I could take a whole night right there, right? but it's not going to. It's going to be brief, and you'll see what I mean in a minute, uh, but I believe Those things set up where we're going to be at this evening. The same many, many sessions that we have done looking in the Bible and God's Word about finances in the kingdom of God in our lives. All that's going to be aided in all of our lives, I believe, when we receive this teaching over this week and next week. And that'll become more clear as we go along also. But so that I don't miss some of the notes that I wanted to mention, let me start there. There have been previous occasions when I have ministered on finances and money here at Treasure Coast Victory Center. You have access to those CDs or tapes for the words God has already spoken to us for our edification and our education. In those classes we started in the book of Genesis and worked our way through to the New Testament over several sessions. We found many references where God's Word speaks about blessing and abundance. And if you've been in those meetings, you'll know exactly the number of times we saw that. The reason there's many references to blessing and abundance, because that is His will for our life. That's what He wants and expects us to walk in. That's what's available to us. He says He supplies all of our needs. How? calling me his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He's interested in supplying all of our needs. Now that could be very many varied things with, with the amount of people that are in here this evening. It could be a car needs repair, it needs a stove be fixed, it needs somebody to be healed, whatever the needs are, he's interested in supplying every single one of them because he's already done that. It's up for us to receive that. You and I, I say you here in my notes, but this is you specifically to each one of us. We have to choose to believe God and his word. That's a choice we are going to have to make in our lives daily in reality. Regardless of what you are seeing or feeling at that particular time. Sometimes we can be feeling not too good on a big time downslope. It's even more important then to choose to receive God's word. What he said is true, that is the truth, and then we need to begin to speak that into our lives, have it come into manifestation. You also have to speak and say what you believe in your heart from God's word. So you can't speak and confess something with any kind of faith in your being about God's word if you don't believe that part of the word somebody might have taught it to you, heard it, oh, I don't go along with that. Well, guess what? You don't have to worry about it because that's never going to manifest you in life until our situation changes Then, and we receive his word and give it entrance into our lives. But we do need to speak and say what we believe in our heart from God's word. Your confession precedes your possession. Now, many times we use catchy phrases and stuff like that I don't mind using them if there's an exact real truth in it. There is here. Our confession is always going to precede our possession. And we will see that throughout the Bible also. But we need to remember that. That's why it is important for us to speak God's word, speak his promise. Speak what we want, maybe not what we have right now. That's how we cause things to change. So your, your confession is going to precede your possession In the same way, in the natural, help us understand that a little differently. Obviously, seed time, you have to plant something in the spring or when the season is before you ever receive the harvest. So in the same way seed time precedes the harvest, but there's going to be one, our confession will precede our possession, how we possess and receive that. We believe God's word is given to us. By direction of the Spirit of God, he once again has given us words instructions, pictures, revelation for our learning and equipping. And I'm suggesting he will do that in these next two meetings, tonight and another night. Uh, And that note on the bottom of the page is just to remind me, something I have to do at some point this week or another time. I'm still going to start on the page that you're going to be handed out. The only reason I don't want to hand it out right now, i got some things I want to point out for a few minutes, and I'd rather have you listening to those, because you're going to have the sheet with the same thing written on in a minute, and then you can take it from there. <clears throat> Actually, let's do this also. Uh, I know we just prayed and thanked God for all he's doing for us this evening. I also believe it's important for us to pray in the Spirit. And so I'd like all of us just go ahead, and if you don't pray in the Spirit right now, don't feel uncomfortable at all in the situation that it is for right now. But if you do pray in the Spirit, let's, tend to, let's spend a couple of minutes doing that. We're going to enliven ourselves, awake ourselves to give the Holy Spirit entrance into our life this evening so that we will have an ear to hear what the Spirit's saying to the church. As a preface to our teaching this evening, I'd like to point out a few things that have been spoken into our lives here at TCVC recently. This will help all of us in receiving and applying the instructions we're about to receive in these sessions starting tonight. On September 23rd, 2018, and I'll, because I'm thinking of it now, I'll say it. When you get your handout for space on here, you'll see PT here. For some that don't know, that's Pastor Tom. <clears throat> and I've been making, he would have been the one that made these remarks. <clears throat> okay, in September 23rd, 2018, which was a Sunday, by the way, because I got a little note right here telling me. You won't have that note, but I do. Preaching on the kingdom of God, the spirit of God, manifestations and finances, the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. Now, if you listen to that, and uh, you will have that date on there, and these are available, again, through books and tapes. I mean, not through books, but through tapes and CDs, whatever at the time was being used, you'll be able to hear them. He would have said a lot in that particular meeting that is going to jive and tie in with what we're going to speak in the next two Wednesday evenings. On January 16th of this year, That was a Wednesday. We are legal agents for the kingdom of God here on earth by the Holy Ghost. Pastor Tom spoke spoke that one also. These Wednesday night ones, and it's the next three after this one, they're all on his teaching on the kingdom of God connections. The statement was, we are legal agents for the kingdom of God here on earth by the Holy Ghost. And there's a reference that'll be included there in Matthew or whatever. So we are legal agents. Now you could be an agent of some type, but you're not authorized to be, let's say, in Africa and operate. Well, you wouldn't be a legal agent at that point. But we are legal agents on planet Earth for the kingdom of Almighty God. We are enabled to do that. We're charged with that. In February 6th of this year, which was a Wednesday also, Again, Pastor Tom said, the more you pray in the Spirit, the more you will hear and minister. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. Well, most of us have these panels on the side of our heads, and we can hear one another singing, talking, whatever, but the Spirit of God is going to speak to us in here. You still may very well hear something audible as well, but the Spirit of God is going to speak to us. So the more that we're praying in the Spirit that opens our spirit man in a receptive mode so that we can hear and then be enabled to minister. Because what he's speaking into our lives, it certainly can be just in particular for us at times, but many times it's for us to minister the body of Christ around us. In February 13th, which was a Wednesday also, Pastor Tom said, gifts are given to every man to... Profit all. That's what it's going to tell us in 1 Corinthians if you look it up. Gifts are given to every man to profit all. <clears throat> he also said in that meeting, step out. And it'd be in the context about gifts being given to us, they would have stepped out and begin to act upon them when the Holy Spirit prompts us. But when he said that that evening, that Wednesday evening, like this is a Wednesday evening, after service I get up and I come up here and I walk up and spoke with him for a minute. Because those words, step out, meant something particular to me. And uh, I guess I would just ask, this doesn't really make a difference, but how many here know of Keith Moore? Mm-hmm. Ever oh, heard of Keith, Keith Moore? Love Love, love Keith Moore, right. <laughs> well, Keith Moore... I call him a psalmist. Now, I don't know if that's the correct tune or not, but I'm going back to the early 80s when I went to Ramah Bible Training Center. Keith would be on the platform and a piano. And the worship service would be fantastic anyhow. But Brother Hagin many times would look over to him afterwards like if there was a moving of the Holy Spirit or whatever, then things would cry it down. He'd say, Keith, do you have anything? He'd say, yeah, I believe I do. And he would take off in a key with a tune, with the words. Nobody's ever heard this song before, but it's a fantastic song when you start to hear it and the place will like get jiving again. Well, that's the Spirit of God ministering through the gift that's been placed into his life. Well, I say that to say, I shared with Pastor Tom that I have a recording and I have it on here. So probably tonight or the following Wednesday night, we're here, we're here at least part of that. And what I find interesting on it, uh, Keith has a church uh, church in Branson Missouri now and he also has one over in Sarasota on the west coast uh, <clears throat> but this was in a meeting and again because he's a psalmist himself and he's now a pastor with a couple of different churches you can understand that the people who are going to work in the ministry in the area of music and instrumentation and stuff like that they're going to have to be pretty sharp to be able to fit in well anyhow I can't I don't have the time really to dwell on all this but Keith tells him uh, key of F. And then he says, okay, it's going to go like this. So all they've been told, now the pastor's told them key of F. So get it in the key of F, whatever that is. Don't ask me to go to key of F. So, but. <clears throat> so, anyhow, he says it goes like this. Dllan, dan, and, and he says, play it again. So now he's not saying anyone. Now he's not tapping from. They're supposed to pick it up. This all happens in about 30 seconds. You'll hear it on the tape. He's okay, here we go, play it out. And so then he just starts giving the song to it. But what was this song all about? Step out, step out. <clears throat> and so I see now how that fits in. We say, what's that got to do with anything? Well, what it's gonna do with what the Spirit of God is gonna show us and speak into all of our lives here this evening in these next this session, and the next session we are going to be expected to step out in that. He wants you to step out. He wants you and I to take and receive, receive the word of God. That word many times, not all times in the New Testament, it's the Greek word lambano, and it means to take and get a hold of. Like somebody offered you a $100 bill. And when you come closer, bam, they're going to snatch that right here because they're going to take it and get a hold of it. Well, that's lambano. That's receiving it right there. So God wants us to receive this instruction for all of our lives because not only will your life be affected for good, you'll be enabled to help others for good at the same time. Okay, moving right along. <clears> okay. <throat> uh, on February twenty-third, you know what happened that night? Okay, we'll help you out. <clears throat> on February twenty-third, Latasha ministered here. Said put her on the spot, she knows right now. <laughs> uh, pardon me, wrong date. That's why you didn't know. You got to pardon. You got to pardon. My mistake, right here. Own up to it. How about two twenty? But that was a Wednesday night also. Uh Latasha ministered. And she was talking about going from level to level. Levels to levels. And then she also mentioned to us about time to step step out. out. Well, it was just the 13th, the week prior to that, that Pastor Tom say it. And that's why I come up with him about that, because I wanted to share that with him and then a week after that she says, there, "She says, you know something there's something happening here it's just not exactly clear that's a, that's a non-Christian song that goes back away if you're wondering what that was but uh, uh, so anyhow <clears throat> put it this way there's something happening here and we are going to understand what it's all about, it's going to be very clear to us and so then the last date is February twenty third, which was a sad day. And Pastor Tommy had a men's meeting up front here, in the front of the building. That's right. And he mentioned in the men's meeting, and it was a fairly good crowd, the men's meeting. Didn't look like that when it first started out, did it? More donuts than people. But, <clears throat> <laughs> but he mentioned about new level, how that it had been coming up recently in different situations. And so I would suggest to us that's not happenstance. The Spirit of God is helping us to see those things. And Pastor Tom's been ministering on the kingdom of God for quite a while now. And especially those daily words he sends out. I tell you what, I'm glad it's not on my shoulders right now to do the daily word. For that, but he's anointed for it, I can tell you that's Some fantastic teaching coming through that daily email. You open it up and bingo, there it is. So we need to thank God for that. That's the gift of God's uh, passed into Pastor Tom's life and he's being a faithful and good steward of that gift. <clears throat> Amen. Oh, okay. okay, how about this? Yes, I do. With these right here. You can split them up and take both sides. There you go. No, no, no. Greek, 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 Greek. But you can say it with an Italian twang. We got them. We got them. Nice paper. Nice paper. Well, you know why? The. uh, Hey, you missed my seat. (laughs) What's that? I'll tell that story later. Maybe not tonight, but I will tell that story. In fact, if we get more than halfway through next week's session, I said if. And you haven't heard me mention the comment about hundred-dollar bills, then you can remind me, and I will. <coughs> uh, oh yeah, you know what. Hallelujah. Okay. You just set them around right in a blue thing someplace be fine. Thank you. All right. So your handout obviously has the same thing as my page, only mine has markings and stuff on it. And you'll have the dates, but you wouldn't necessarily have the day of the weeks on there, but you could figure it out if you needed to. <clears throat> Uh, we'll go down through a few scriptures here and then I begin to present the books and we'll go from there <clears throat> in Joshua 1.8 it says this book of the law shall not depart out of thy closet Oops. <laughs> 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 oh this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have good success. So he says the book of the Lord is not supposed to depart out of our mouth. Now certainly that doesn't mean That doesn't mean we've been carrying around that book in our mouth, because even a mini-book like this would be pretty hard for me to carry around my mouth. But he wants us, his comes back to that saying it again. We need to make it a practice to confess with our mouth what the Word of God tells us, and we want to apply that to our life or specifically we want to receive that to our life. And we'll see some more illustrations of this later. But it is extremely important. I cannot stress the importance of that. Actually, we will be able to a little later on. Another scripture comes to me now. We'll be able to look at that a little later on. But it's definitely important. So he says, and this is a this is going to Joshua now, who's about to become the leader. <clears throat> the Book of the law shall not depart of the off but thou shalt meditate therein. That word, meditate. Can anybody remember? Now, you're not going to flunk the class if you don't remember. But in one of a multitude of previous sessions before, I would have told you something about that word meditate, specifically what it means in the Greek. All right, you'll, you'll, you'll know now. Do, do, do you think you hit it? What's that? Very good, very close. Meditate is we can think. Oh. Meditate literally means <clears throat> to utter, to mutter, to speak. And you can look it up. Look it up in that verse. And if I said Greek, I'd be wrong, because that one right there is in the Old Testament. So. <clears throat> Meditate means to utter and to mutter, to speak. So when he says, the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then the pastor will make your way prosperous. Okay. The Wednesday night teacher might have a little to do with it. They're going to help you to, pro- who's, supposed to who's supposed to do that? Who's going to make your way prosperous? Thou shalt make thy way prosperous. What that means is you apply yourself to the word of God and to the kingdom of God. You could surpass anybody else in this fellowship or any fellowship, as far as that goes, as far as finance is concerned, if that's what you applied yourself to. And you say, well, so-and-so is pretty snazzy. and It seems like they get a pretty good job and all. Well, I wonder why they're not exceeding too much in the financial realm. Well, it could be part of it right here. I didn't say it was. I said it could be part of it. Because we're supposed to receive with meekness the engrafted word. That means implanted, that word. We need to allow God's word into our life. And when we receive it in by being preached to us, by us reading it, by us studying on it, then we have to begin to utter and moderate and speak it. Our confession is always going to precede our possession. Our speech is tremendously important. <clears throat> thou shalt make their way prosperous and thou shalt have good success. Psalm 35:27: Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say once in a while, let them say what? Continually. Continually. Let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Now, there could be some believers in some church will tell you, we shouldn't be, you don't want to spend too much time on that prosperity thing. You're all about money. That's some natural thing. How about well, what does this verse say? He hath pleasure in the prosperity of servant. Now, granted, that is going to mean prosperity or fruitfulness in all areas of their life, not just finances, but it absolutely will include finances. It absolutely will. And the Spirit of God is going to be the one that's going to aid us with that. All that we need, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Well, what if I'm not willing? Well, don't worry about eating too much. But if you ever start to starve, you may want to take that verse in hand again. If you be willing and obedient, then you'll eat the good of the land. If you're not willing and obedient, and this will come up in much clarity a little later on. If you're not willing and obedient, you're not going to eat the good of the land. Really unknown. I got a special number for the Holy Spirit, so I know that's not him. I have that on simply for my timers, anyway. It's not on on Sundays and Wednesdays regularly speaking, but I have my timers. So, actually, you know what I could do? Hmm. Good thought. See, sometimes I can be a little slow on the draw, you might say, but uh, I can put it over here in the iPad, which will be all right, because no phone's going to ring through the iPad, not through this iPad, anyhow, so I can still have my timer. I'll work on that. We'll see if I remember. <clears throat> all right. I'm going to have pleasure in the prosperity of my iPad. All right, here we go. Psalm 11 Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he what? Meditate. How often? Oh, doesn't that look like an instruction way back that Joshua got? Meditate to utter, to mutter, to speak. Those that may be new to praying in the Spirit, and I say may be new, I'm not assuming you are or you are not, but The more that you pray in the spirit, and you can certainly do this when you're driving, you can do this when you're laying in your bed, you can do it whatever. So I don't really want to do it among too many people right now to take it more comfortable. That's all right. But you can utter and mud and speak and pray in the spirit in the bathroom, in the shower. (laughs) I was in the well, I don't know what day it was, but I was in the shower the other day and it's an all-glass shower, and a little dog's been acting a little funny, anyhow. Since my wife passed away, I mean, they know these things somehow. But anyhow, I'm in the I'm in the shower, and then, and then I'm in there singing. And i was like, I didn't know. I looked, and there he is. He's outside the shower with his head cocked like. And what was happening here? So I just All right, Pips. All right, Pips. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, not back to this. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's how we got there. You can. Speak in tongues at will. Pray in the Spirit at will. The Spirit of God's always ready, and able, and willing. And so you will become more comfortable with it. Recently I say that the more you become more comfortable in it, you're not only more apt to do it. A verse here previous talked about hearing and then ministering. Back up there with Pastor Thomas shared before. We'll be able to hear more what the Spirit of God is speaking to us when we're in tune with him, he'll, he'll have an inroad into our life. It's like an open door policy, so to speak. And that's going to be very beneficial in our life. Very, very, very beneficial. And, I mean, in every area of our life, but in the area we're going to look at and zone on, zone in on here in a while about finances and the kingdom of God, it'd be very important that one also. But well, what's the Holy Spirit know about? I mean, we've got a Fed that doesn't know much about our economic condition and All these other people, so what's the Holy Spirit? Oh, he knows very well. Who do you suppose made the silver and the gold now? Let's think that over for a minute. You ought to be able to pass that test. God put the silver and the gold on us. For who? Did he put it here for the Fed? Did he put it here for the drug dealers? Did he put it here for other people? No. All that silver and gold belongs to you and I. And he absolutely is not the one that's got tight fist on that right now. No. That's here in the earth. We're going to find out how we have a part in that. The same way that confession precedes possession, seed time precedes harvest, we're going to see this word of God, the spirit of God in our life be able to enable us. He's capable to enable us, to help us to see things, to help us get us to the place where we want to do that. We'll stop thinking and dwelling on so much maybe what other people think about that. And believe me, I was guilty about that for many, many years. So if you have no problem, I know what you're talking about. And I don't think I'd be honest if I'd say I was 100% free of it right now. But I'm a whole lot different. Okay, moving right along. Uh, The third verse, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season, his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. See, what we put our hands to, now especially, let me qualify that a little bit. I was going to say what we put our hands to, we should have an expectation that God is going to bless that endeavor, and he's going to aid us and help us that is a fact but what preempts that a little bit is we have to be willing and obedient we have to be praying in the spirit giving him interest, being willing to hear his voice and when he tells us some things sometimes uh, be willing to act on it uh, well I may share that one a little later I think I'll hang on to that for right now <clears throat> All right. So we've we mentioned the things, and you have the sheet there before for your benefit. Afterwards, but we mentioned the things that have ever been spoken in the congregation, or in this house of worship, on the several different occasions. There, we've now looked at these verses, and you can see they certainly have to do with our speech, with our meditation, and with our confession. And all those will aid us in the in our ability to re. Receive more from the kingdom of God. Because when we say receive more from the kingdom of God, how many here have got either just a snail mail or an email or a priority mail or a package from FedEx that came from heaven and had some U.S. greenbacks in it? I know the answer for everybody in this place. None of you. You know why you never will get a package like that from heaven? Because he put the silver and gold down here on the earth for us. The The country, the United States of America, prints money. And they sought that out. So I can guarantee you God doesn't have any hundred dollar bills in heaven to rain down. Because if he did, there'd be counterfeit. We don't think God's counterfeit, do you? Obviously he's not. So, But the point is, right here on this planet earth where we live and through avenues we may not even have a clue about right now I'm suggesting to you that the spirit of God as we have an ear to hear what he he says to us as we yield ourselves in our spirit man to pray in the spirit to be enabled to hear and receive from him and then be willing to act on what he tells us to do although we may not see the end result right now. And many times we won't, but it's we'll have a confidence. Same way we, when you've met somebody a half a dozen, a dozen, three dozen, a hundred times, you're a lot more familiar with them now than you were when you just started. And so you'd be able to read and know when they're being serious or not serious, telling a joke or something. Well, we will get that way when the Spirit of God speaks to us. We will know, you know, he's dead serious. He wants us to act on this thing now, speak to so-and-so about this one. What's that going to mean to them? I sound like an idiot. I don't know. Sound like an idiot then. They might think you are anyhow. So, but the point being, just because you don't know what's going on in the natural, it could be exactly what they needed to hear right now and have an open door for it. So we need to allow ourselves to trust the Spirit of God to speak and minister all of us. He knows what he's doing. And I'll say it this way. It's going to take the Spirit of God, enabling us and speaking to us to receive the abundant finances that God wants you and I to control on this earth. That money is better off in our hands to help, I mean, not just you can buy 14 houses, buy 14 houses if you want them, if you get peace in your heart to do that, but the point being, you're going to be enabled, you've got the greenbacks, the denaro, to do something with it, to meet this need, to meet that need, to meet the needs of this fellowship. I mean, wouldn't it be fabulous if everybody that's in this room this evening, it was their customary practice, just because they had it and there was no sweat, every Sunday morning when we come, we drop a $1,000 check in the offering. And that becomes more effective. And Pastor Tom said amen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that becomes more effective when there's double the seats here. But the point being, we'll be enabled to do that. All the wealth that's in this world is put here by God. I suppose all this oil that people made, have made billions of dollars, where would that come from? Well, God's want to put that here. The silver and the gold, he put everything else you think about, he puts here. So, all right. <clears throat> now, so we can move along here. Uh, at the very bottom of your handout, it says, we'll be using Kenneth Hagin's mini book titled, Ushers, Please. Oh, whatever. Helpers, please. We're your, we're your ushers. We like the Ushers. Yeah, go back and start in front. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Just drop right in the box there, Brother Ben. Oh, yeah, I got plenty of them. I don't want to run out. Brother Ben sees the box and he says, well, you got plenty of them. I said, well, when this room's filled next week, we better have plenty of them, (laughs) Those books only cost $50 a piece. so don't feel bad. And praise <laughs> God. Isn't it wonderful? When you buy them in bulk. When you buy them in bulk, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. When I was talking with the pastor about this, that I was going to share on this, I says, but i got to see about getting the books first. So uh, obviously the timing worked out. So I called out the Raymond Bible Training Center. I told him the book because, now this book was first printed. So your, your cover was a little bit different than mine. But believe me, I've checked. Every word in this book is the same word that's in that book. They basically changed, didn't change the title, but they changed the cover and stuff a little bit. So, uh, But this first came out in 1985. I was in Raymer in 1981. And so by a little stamp of mine I put in the front of this book, I can't tell you the exact date, but I'm saying it would probably have been 1991 or 1992 when I first got it. And I'll I'll take a couple of seconds to tell you this. Another reason the way this came up now is my wife passed away on January 10th. uh, And we were already in the process to, I'm going to go through all that stuff, about having to get stuff we had in storage out. And so I was beginning to bring things home, totes, boxes and stuff like that. Come Christmas time... I asked the wife. I says, "You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure we got some Christmas stuff over there. So, won't we bring that here?" She thinks. She says, "Yeah, bring it all over here." I says, "Oh, how much we got?" So, I says, "Well, because I'm the one to put it all in, I pretty much knew where it was." I bring back ten boxes and totes of Christmas <laughs> stuff. What do we think? We having a Macy's sale or something? What in the world? I tell you what, it's still sitting in that room right now. So, but <clears throat> but anyhow, if you need any Christmas stuff, let me know. This is but. <laughs> But, so I was going through totes and totes and totes of books and tapes and stuff, and I found my book. And this has been, it's been stored away at least, I don't know, don't even want to go there. But anyhow, it's, what I have for a book is the exact same book you've got for, for contents. And we're going to that book now, because in the bottom of your note page it says, we'll be using Kenneth Hagan's mini book titled, God Taught Me About Prosperity. You all will be receiving one of these books this evening. That's past tense. For you to obtain the maximum benefit from these classes, please start to read through the book this week so you can be prepared for next week. Be sure to bring it with you next Wednesday as we'll be going through it in detail. So tie something around your finger, your toe, your head, your tongue, or something for bring this baby with you next week. And do not be... uh, Well, however you choose to use the book but certainly don't be afraid to mark that thing up put things all over the place because I inundated this book here when I started going through it again because again I'm saying to you I think this is a timely topic for you and I in this assembly I don't think it's come to our understanding yet what God wants to do with us and through us and believe me it will be him Okay, so having said that, we will start to look at a little through this. And just so you'll know, uh, time-wise, because I went, I've been reading it quite a bit lately. And one morning I says, "We well, you know, before you put your timer on your phone there, on watch, it, tick tick tick, gives you tickets." I says, "How long is it going to take you to read through that?" And so just to read through it, not that fast, so you won't get it. But just to read through it, and I don't suggest that's the way you go and read it now because you might not comprehend enough, but it takes about 30 minutes to read the book. Because I read through the whole thing, just normal reading speed, and when I get down and look, it was right on 30 minutes. So, but it's going to take probably rereading it several times, but you know what's good about this? You got the Spirit. If we were to do some kind of test next week and ask you, what stood out to you on page blank and such and such a word, we'd have a bunch of different reasons in here. Because the Spirit of God would be speaking exactly what you needed at that time, which you would be able to receive and comprehend so he'd do you so good. And he's speaking to Hooli over here with something totally different. But it's exactly what they needed that time. He is tremendous. As they say, you cannot lose with the stuff we use. The Holy Ghost is good. Write that one down, <laughs> Okay. I got to have another drink of water on that one. So. Lou Ann, what'd you put in this water, anyhow? So. <clears throat> All right, we're going to start to read just a little bit of this this evening as we start. I'll just touch some high points. But notice it says on the first chapter there, a revelation. From heaven. Because now this was Brother Higgin, who had already been ministering for years at this point when this came about in his life, but it absolutely was an astounding revelation that the Spirit of God through Jesus showed him and caused him to understand changed his life. Uh, beginning of the second paragraph, there's the no only way I can say it right now, because I got some things marked out, but it says The Lord Himself taught me about prosperity. I never read about it in a book. I got it directly from heaven. It blessed me and my family so much, I want to share it with you. I was born and raised Southern Baptist. Now that's interesting if you don't know his background. You're thinking, Brother Hagin, a Baptist? He was at one point. And the first church I pastored was Baptist. When it came to pastors, we Baptists had a little saying. Lord, you keep them humble and we'll keep them poor. <clears throat> we thought we were doing God a favor. We thought that was the way it was supposed to be. Jump over to the... Well, actually, you know, we'll go there. It says, Then I got over among the Pentecostals, hey, hey, because they had more vim, vigor, and vitality. So we got the three V's here. Vim, vigor, and vitality. i going to put a new sign on the church out there. Three V's. Help yourself. <clears throat> Some way or another... We young preachers... Oh, for crying out loud. Uh, That's all right. That's an allowed one. That's the time. I got nine minutes left. moving right along. Somewhere or another, we young preachers swallowed whatever our elders said about prosperity. We didn't take the time to examine the Word of God on the subject. That's just an individual being honest. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what. When I was newly born again... The church today ended up being in. All I can tell you is they didn't understand finances. We were taught that if you're really humble, you're poor, and it's a characteristic of holiness to live on bailey get long street, way down at the end of the block, right next to Grumble Alley. We were taught that if you're a Christian, you ought to go through life, especially if you're a preacher, without anything. The soles of your shoes worn out, the seat of your pants worn out, the top of your hat worn out, driving old car with the fenders flapping, that's being humble and holy, that's honoring God. I had heard others say, I don't want any of this old world's goods. So I picked up on that. I said, see, he wasn't speaking correctly here, but he says, I said, he's telling you what he did. I don't want any of this old world's goods, and I didn't have any of this old world's goods. As if there was something wrong with this world's goods. Well, yes, there is, someone would argue. No, there isn't. I passed it nearly 12 years. We had faith for healing for ourselves and our children, but we had no faith for finances. Brother Hagen was raised off my deathbed by a vision of Jesus coming to him. He had an incurable heart disease and he was paralyzed in some way. And the reason you hear him minister many, many times out of Mark 11 is because that's what brought him from that bed to standing up totally healed. But as he said here, he believed, he had faith for the Word of God, for people to get born again, for people to get filled with the Holy Spirit. And things having to do with the ministry, may never exercise any faith in finances because he didn't know he could. That's well, a very good reason for not doing it. The bottom of page three. As I look back now, I turn my face away in shame that I was so stupid. We'd finally made it through somewhere or another by kicking and clawing, bawling and squalling, fasting and praying. It would look like we never were going to make it. But we would. God had mercy on our stupidity and ignorance and helped us in spite of ourselves. And that's exactly who God is, the grace of God. How many know he doesn't, if we're in that situation, fine. He's going to help us get out of it as long as we're willing and obedient, as long as we're willing to hear his voice and obey. He won't won't leave you in that. Okay, we can go just a little bit farther here. Uh, page five, chapter two, willing and obedient. I left my last church in 1949 and went out in field ministry, meaning ordnance. He was going from place to place, holding meetings, going from church to church, holding what we call revivals or meetings. After been out on the field a solid year, from February 1949 to January 1950, my records showed I'd earned $1,200 less than my church had paid me the previous 12 months. Okay, we'll go down a little bit. Go to the next page, page six, and get down to the second paragraph. And you're going to have this, obviously, this book. You can read through it this next week. Page six, second paragraph. During the first year on the field, my clothes and my car had worn out. The car had four ball tires and no spare. In fact, it was so bad, I'd had to sell it for junk. I got enough out of it to pay just the interest, nothing on the principal, on three different loans I had taken out. With a little that was left, we bought some school clothes for the children. That left us with virtually nothing. And when I first read that, I had like sort of a hard time swallowing it, because the brother Hagan I know, yeah. when I got born again, he was an absolute man of God. Well yes, he was. Well, he was a man of God back then, but he didn't know some things. And so to think the heaven to sell your car for junk and you still had three loans on it. Man, that's tough. That's tough. But that's where he was. But all I can tell you to that one is I won't give it away. And don't jump there right off, but read the end of the book. It didn't stay that way. Because <clears throat> the goodness of God. Uh, all right, top of the seventh page, please. I was holding a meeting down in East Texas when I went to the Lord about our financial problems. I went on a partial fast, and each afternoon I spent several hours in prayer. I talked to the Lord like I talked to you, because He knows what we sound like anyway, so there's no use in putting on airs. On the third day, I had all my statistics laid out in front of me once again, and I said, now, Lord, See how much better off I'd be if I'd stayed in my church. That's what I wanted to do. I'd gotten hold of the scripture that says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And I quoted it to him again. I reminded him that I had earned $1,200 less than my passion had paid me. I reminded him that my clothes had worn out. I was on foot and without a car. I kept saying, he kept what? Well, see, there's such a thing as good confession and bad confession. But anyhow, he kept saying, Lord, you said right here in your word, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And I'm sure not eating the good of the land. My children are not adequately clothed. My children are not adequately fed. We are not adequately housed. I know the problem is not with you. There's wisdom in his heart relationship with the Spirit of God. Because you don't ever change, where is the problem? And you know what? You could ask the Lord the exact same yeah. question in your circumstance, whatever it is. We don't need to know what that circumstance is, but the same way that He asked this man because he was being humble himself before God, the Spirit of God will do the exactly the same thing for you. The sti- <clears throat> excuse me, the still small voice of the Lord spoke to my spirit, my innermost being. First of all, that scripture you keep quoting to me says, If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. The reason you are not eating the good of the land is because you don't qualify. You are obedient, but you're not willing. So you don't qualify to eat the good of the land. Don't tell me it takes a long time to get willing. I know better. I made a little adjustment down on the inside of me, and I got willing in about 10 seconds. Because now realize, this is the Lord speaking to him. He's definitely got your attention. Your spirit man's alive now. And so he said, I'll become willing. Because he also heard the Lord say, willing and obedient. You're obedient, but you're not willing. Uh, I got willing in 10 seconds. I said, Now I'm willing. I know I'm willing. You know I am willing, and the devil knows I am willing. Now I am ready. I am ready to eat the good of the land, because you told me that being willing is all I lacked. Yes, he said. I know you are, meaning I know you are willing now. The next thing the Lord said to me was, your trouble is, you don't practice what you preach. I can see Kenneth Hagan because believe me, Kenneth Hagen, now, and sitting in certain of the areas he knew then, he definitely practiced what he preached. <clears throat> he says, now that was a low blow. I grabbed my stomach, it hurt so much, as if someone had hit me in the stomach with a fist. Thank you very much. That was my shut up, Bill, so I got 60 seconds to be obedient, I guess, so... <clears throat> The next thing the Lord said to me was, your trouble is you don't practice what you preach. Now that was a low blow. I grabbed my stomach. I hurt so much as if someone hit me in the stomach with a fist. I protested, Lord, you have hit me a low blow. We're on the top of page 10 now. Lord, I do practice what I preach. What do you mean I don't practice what I preach? Your trouble is you preach faith, but you don't practice faith. Now, can you see behind the scenes how the Spirit of God is trying to zero in and help him and change things? He's already seen at this point how instantaneously, when he was told he wasn't willing, he got able to be willing, so the Spirit of God's helping him see this. He said, your trouble is you preach faith, but you don't practice faith, he replied. I came to my defense. I said, why, Lord, you know I do. In all the years since I got my healing, I've never really been sick. I've always received my healing. My children have always received healing. Yes, he said, you practice faith when it comes to healing, and that is commendable. But you use your faith only for healing, salvation, and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. That's as far as you ever go with your face. And that's what you call what in your whistle, because that's where we're going to stop tonight. Because of the time frame we have. But you have this booklet, and I... Definitely suggest that you, as you find the time in this week, or should I say, as you make some time this week, whenever that is, and it won't take you that long, but read through this and do yourself a favor. Have a red pen or a mark or a highlight or something with that. The things that stand out to you. Mm. There, and there'll be things that stand out to you. And we'll actually pick up here uh, next week and go on from here. But I'm telling you, we're going to see some things the Spirit of God is going to enable us to see some things that I suggest to you, all of us will change the way we're doing some things and we'll be benefited and see the results because of it. Father, I thank you for our time together this evening. I thank you for the Word of God. I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for Brother Hagan's life and all that he's done. We receive what you have for us, Lord. We choose to be willing and obedient. We call ourselves that now. In our times together, in our times in private, reveal to us, show to us, speak to us, see places that maybe we are not willing and are not obedient and enable us to change those. Our declaration, our profession this evening is we do have an ear to hear what the Spirit of God says to us. And we thank you for our time together in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. For more from Treasure Coast Victory Center, visit us at mytcbc.com.